Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week, I'm talking to you about six ways to set boundaries at Christmas. Not all of us get oodles of holiday time over Christmas, so this episode is going to share with you some tips on prioritising, why you need to limit your work time, why it's important to make sure that you've got some fun in there. It's not just for children. I'm going to talk about why you need an escape plan. How you can let go of perfect with a little insight into when I let go of perfect. And there's more. So do enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. So I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce to increase performance without the impact on your well-being so that you can make the impact that you want in the world. Now I know you're probably sick of hearing me ask this but please do hit the little subscribe button on your podcast app so that you never miss another episode. Also please do make sure that you go over and leave me a review. It helps enormously for podcast host places to know what you like and importantly to be able to share it with other people. Recently I've got a lovely mix of both one-to-one coaching with individuals, um, group coaching for managers in organisations and then working with businesses with a series of workshops that are going to help improve work life and well-being. And if you're thinking about what you're going to be doing in 2022, then my top tip for you is to be looking at resilience again and also revisiting some of those work-life boundaries. Some people are still struggling with the hybrid working, switching on emails early, not working their usual hours, working far more. So those are the areas that you can focus on. And if you want more, then do get in touch with me. We can book a call and talk about what are the common themes that I'm seeing and what sort of things might be able to help you individually or with your organisation. Get in touch with me, Emma at emmalangton.com. I'd love to hear from you. So welcome back listeners and I'm talking today about six ways to set Christmas boundaries. Now I appreciate that not all of us get oodles of holiday time over Christmas and even if you are off work it can still be a really busy time with lots to do and lots of pressure and lots of demands regardless of what it is that happens with Covid and restrictions and after the couple of years that we've had it's important to make sure that you set boundaries and ensure that you get time for you 
time to prioritise and time to enjoy Christmas in a way that works for you. So keep listening for some of my top tips. Now, regardless of how many days you have off, the Christmas season is really a time when we are supposed to switch off properly. It is the middle of winter. Energy is low. It's cold outside. I sound like I'm going to burst into song, don't I? But I'm not. Don't worry. So the Christmas break is basically the closest that this fast-paced culture that we live in, it's the closest we come to hibernation, quite honestly. So we all need to switch off and refuel. Every learning and growth cycle includes a period of quiet, a period for rest and recuperation. What that does is enables us to come back stronger, renewed and ready to go again. So if you've finished swearing at me about the impossibility of all this, because I get it, if you want 2022 to be really powerful, then it starts with switching off, you know? So how do we do that? The first thing is about setting priorities, okay? Write down all the things on your to-do list and separate them into what's urgent or important, I suppose, but what can wait and what you just don't need to bother with. And be ruthless with this. For everything in your urgent stroke important sections, decide when, who is going to do that, because you know I always talk about delegation and getting other people involved and how you're going to get it done. And then put those things in place. Everything else know that it can be picked up in January. If it's going to be preying on your mind, imagine yourself making an appointment with yourself to sit down and do those things or stand or whatever, however it is that you need to get them done. Uh, not, Not everything's done sitting down. But make an appointment with yourself to get this stuff done in January. And that takes it off some of that to-do list, it takes it out of your mind and stops you thinking about it over and over and over. And hopefully that should help. The next thing is about limiting your work time. Now, we're all guilty of checking work emails or even taking the odd call in the holidays. And I know that this has been heightened, particularly with people working from home and the offices in the living room or the kitchen or wherever. If you are genuinely off for Christmas, please pack your stuff away. It's worth it. It's the out of sight, out of mind thing. Definitely pack it away. Um, If you are still working, obviously I'm not going to ask you to stop completely. If you really do feel it's necessary, but limit the times that you check your emails, you know, or the calls that you have. Screen them all. Give yourself maybe 20 minutes a day to check your emails and then remember that you are supposed to be off, that you are supposed to be resting. If you're answering calls, screen them. Make sure that you're fully available to answer those calls when they do happen. Otherwise, really, it's just a half-assed attempt at things and nothing is done properly. And then you'll just get more frustrated, more cross and more stressed. Um, I feel like I've just told you off, but I haven't. Please take it as friendly advice. 
make sure that you have fun. Fun is absolutely not just for children. It is an essential leadership and creativity tool. So perhaps rather than just overeating and overdrinking and then snoozing it off, take some time to do something you truly love doing. I don't know whether it's golf or, well, you know, mine swimming, baking, dancing around the kitchen. My poor dogs had to put up with me dancing and singing around the kitchen when I was home alone and wrapping presents the other night. They didn't know what was happening, but I had a great time. <laughs> so, you know, if you're stuck for ideas, think about what you loved doing when you were seven and try that. But it, give yourself time for that sort of playfulness and to have fun. Because remember, boosting those feel-good chemicals in any way, whether it's upbeat or downtime, it's like a superfood for you um, and for your personal development. So make sure that there is fun in there. Also, please make sure that you've got somewhere that you can escape to. This is absolutely where it's time for you. Let's not pretend that home is always serene and peaceful environment. I mean, my goodness me, two teenagers. Uh, so, and obviously, you know, with the ongoing trauma that they have, Christmas is not a great time for me, us in our family. It's got a lot better, but some of them have been thoroughly hideous. So make sure you've got a way to escape, whether that's a quiet room in the house, whether you're snuggling down with a book or just listening to the radio you know, maybe it's doing the washing up by yourself, but you're just getting a bit of peace and quiet. Walking the dog, obviously, if you want to borrow Charlie or Dolly in the vicinity of York, do let me know. You know, a lot of people soak in the bath, they run a bath, go for a run. Find ways to get away, even just little pockets of time if things are proving stressful. It doesn't have to be, you know, a lock yourself away in a hotel or take an entire spa day. But do find ways to find little pockets of escapism and time for you. I want you to really think about letting go of perfect. I know this podcast is going to come out right uh, on the crux of Christmas. But spend a minute or two just thinking about or even writing down what you associate with Christmas. And there's no right and wrong answers to this. So just, you know, let your mind flow. It's not anything that anybody needs to see. But often people find that it comes through in sort of default associations with Christmas being maybe some Hollywood version of snow-covered, picture-perfect, like you get in the blooming films that's all jolly and glee and everybody gets along and it's just lovely. Or maybe you've just got a feeling of, oh, so much to do and so little time and obligations and, you know, your Christmas card list and buying presents and not seeing people that you don't see very often and uh, da, 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 da. Maybe you've got some personal history as we had with our girls, you know, about it's particularly a triggering time and it brings back difficult issues in your life or even there's just maybe sadness and grief and loss or maybe it's family arguments and you're not getting on and differences of opinion about how Christmas should be. I don't know. But when you begin to recognise what is your, your idea of Christmas, what expectations you have, then think about what's really going to happen. Is it really going to happen? How is that going to be? How is everybody else's expectation of Christmas? And does it match yours? Or is there a big misalignment? Is, are other people focusing on different things? 
because that will help you to change your view of Christmas and to take the pressure off. Let me tell you about the time that I began to change my expectations. It wasn't about Christmas, it was about my wedding. So, you know, one day, another one day of the year, expectation, things needed to be right, loads of planning going into it. So there is a correlation as far as I'm concerned anyway, bear with. So there I am, months before the wedding, and I'm looking for music that's appropriate, and we need a song to walk down the aisle, and we need a song for signing the register, and then we need the song for when we're leaving, and I wanted it to be meaningful, and I wanted the songs to say things, and obviously we were organising everything else as well, and it took me forever to find the right songs, and then that, that was perfect, that, you know, and I had this image, we're signing the register, everybody's sitting there, they're going to be watching us at the front, they're going to be listening to this music that's got, um, you know, a lovely association with the fact that we've just got married. And when it came to the day, we're there at the front, about to sign the register, my perfectly chosen song comes on if you're wondering it was the carpenters we've only just begun how appropriate hubby loves the carpenters and i thought oh you know there's this music and everything and i looked up and you could just see everybody chatting and having a little chit chat and a giggle and a moment and looking round and over the shoulders and all this and I just wanted to stand at the front and go, would you all just shut up and listen to this music? Have you any idea how long it took me to find this music and make the decision and da da da? And it looks like none of you were listening to it type thing, right? But obviously, I didn't. I carried on with everything that I was doing. But I really wanted to say this to them. Afterwards, I discovered that when this music started playing, Two of the lads in the congregation started crying. And none of the women, just two of the lads. Now, I know there's a stereotypical thing, you know, um, about, you know, blokes don't cry and all of that stuff. It's not about that. But it was, there was a lot of humour around it. And people were looking around and going, oh, look at you, you know. Are you all happy for your brother and for your friend and things like that, Right. But it was a source of hilarity. There's nothing wrong in blokes crying, I keep saying this, right? But people were slightly surprised um, and then turning around and commenting and asking if they're all right and this and that and the next thing. So the music did have an effect. The music was heard because that was why the tears came for these guys. But then when everybody else was chit-chatting and looking around and everything, and they were talking about, oh yeah, it's a really good song actually, isn't it? Da, 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 da. But it looked to me like nobody was listening. When in fact they were all talking about kind of, you know, how relevant it was and that they had been listening. So what I thought was perfect, then I thought was not perfect, then actually turned out to be other people got a different perception of it. Translate that with the different perceptions into your Christmas and see what happens when you let go of the idea of your perfect and think about what's good for you, what's easy for you and what's going to work for everybody else too. I really hope that helps. 
I want to finish with my final tip about being present for Christmas. The biggest present Christmas offers does not come in shiny wrapping paper. You know, these time with your family, the quieter days when things are slower, you've got time to focus on just doing now. One of the biggest things that I used to say to my girls when they were getting stressed, they were getting anxious, they were getting really um, having a, having difficulty was just do now. Simple grounding techniques like deep breathing right into your belly gets that oxygen flowing, it encourages calm, it switches off the stresses, the anxiety, it brings you right into present moment because you're focusing on the breathing that you're doing right now and the thoughts that, you know, the focus on the thinking about your breathing. And when you allow yourself to experience what's happening right here, right now, that's the biggest present that you can give yourself and the people around you. That You might have seen loads of memes about, um, you know, just about spending time with people and that's absolutely what we did with our kids was just give them the quality time and attention and going with the flow, keep the stress levels down instead of being caught up with thoughts and worries and whatever there is next. So I really hope that that's helpful. I hope that you can put some of these Christmas boundaries in place and take some time to relax this Christmas. I really hope you'll be back here in the next episode to just have a recap before we head into 2022. And I want to thank you so much to all of my listeners for tuning in now and then, or week after week, for talking about the podcast, for sharing the podcast, for giving me the wonderful feedback that you give me. I wish you all a very peaceful Christmas in whatever shape or form is right for you. And a happy new year. Bye for now.